and welcome to the Eurovision Division podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about all 41 songs in this year's Eurovision Song Contest before this year's Eurovision Song Contest. As always, I'm your host, Jeroen. And as always, I'm your co-host, Mira. I thought it was 42? It's not. Oh. Was I wrong? It's 41. It's 41. It's been 41 for a while. But it hasn't always been I've 41. been saying 41 for a while. It was originally 42. Yeah, so that's what I thought. Um, until Ukraine had to withdraw. Oh, shit. So that did happen um, Why? about two months ago. I think I saw something on the news about it. Well, so um, there's this whole issue in um, Ukraine. I don't know if you've heard about it, but um, Russia annexed Crimea. Oh, Vaguely, right? Have um, heard about that actually. Um, for some reason, they went really hard on that, and every artist that they approved uh, to participate in their national selection who had some ties uh, to Russia had performed there at all ever um, was like scrutinized intensely by the juries during their uh, national final. It was disgraceful. Just it was absolutely tasteless. Oh boy. Um, at one point, uh, Jamala tried to get um, the artist who eventually won the selection during the little interview after her song. Um, well, what she what she asked was she took on the persona of um, someone like from the press in Tel Aviv and said, uh, "Hi, Maruv, welcome to Tel Aviv. I have a very uncomfortable question for you. Crimea is Ukraine." Is that, uh... That is a verbatim quote. Holy shit. Um, But this was at the end of, like, ten minutes of of grilling. On air? Yes. What the fuck? Um, At which point she, just to get rid of it, says, Ukraine, of course. Um, So that was, it was awful to watch. Uh, It was terrible. It happened for every act, um, but her in particular. Um, She did win the Ukrainian selection. Problem was that she then did not want to sign the contracts uh, that were involved. And there's a whole thing with the Ukrainian broadcaster, which is that um, the broadcaster that sends in the song to Eurovision isn't actually the broadcaster that organizes the national selection. The national selection is organized by the commercial broadcaster. The song is then given to the public broadcaster to send in. Right. Um, so they suddenly pulled that out as a clause of like, the winner of this selection doesn't necessarily go to Eurovision. We can still ask anyone else because she had, it, it had just been such a controversial scene that it felt like they were backtracking being like, no, even if she won, it could still be someone else. Except none of the other artists agreed to go either. So Ukraine was left with no one to go and thus withdrew from Eurovision. Oh boy. Okay. I had heard there was some controversy. I did not know that that was what it was. Hi, Anya. Hi, Maru. Welcome to Tel Aviv. So, I have a very uncomfortable question to you. Crimea is Ukraine? Ukraine, of course. Hey, okay. uh, why was Jamala so aggressive about that? This is a very uncomfortable question um, and a very uncomfortable thing to talk about um, because there's a lot of pageantry involved here. There's a lot of putting on airs for television. You are Jamala 
a Ukrainian public figure who won Eurovision with a song that was arguably, you know, about Ukraine and, and Russia, not the current conflict, but a past conflict. And so you are a figure who has some kind of responsibility to... Choose the right to person? Choose the, no, to choose, like, the right side and to, in, in a conversation where, I guess, you're told to to focus really hard on artists who have ties to Russia and wanting to find someone who is going to participate for Ukraine, all that, right? Like, you're going to have to sort of posture and present yourself on TV as, yeah, someone who asks questions like that because she cares about Ukraine. I don't know. It's it's a weird thing where I'm not sure that, like, it's cool to say, man, what a bitch she was on TV. That's a really weird question to ask. I'm also, like, I think she also has to do a lot of acting to be that character that we see there. Um, so the whole situation, uh, it, it's just the concept of those questions to begin with was, yeah, uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, yeah. So what, um, what do you want to talk about today? Give me the three categories we have left. Well, we're we, almost there, huh? We have um, Bangarini, mm. When Are We, and Man Pain. I feel like I've been going like from the back to the front. Because I want to go for man pain today. Okay. I don't know why. I just feel like it. I like man pain. I mean, I don't most of the time. Mm-hmm. But if it's done well, man pain can be really good. What is, what is well done man pain? Kami. Okay. I mean, when man pain and screaming in black uh-huh. overlap, okay. that's good man pain. Please mm. yeah was really good. That's man pain. Okay, so I'm... I'm... I didn't know it was man pain. Is it? He didn't know. It's it, so tragic. It's quite tragic, in fact. Okay, um, so... Give me another... Oh, hang on. One of my favorite Eurovision songs ever is Man Pain. A Monster Like Me. Oh, yes. That's Man Pain. It is certainly that Man is Pain. It is a Man Pain song, and it's fucking great. Right, you've been asking for A Monster Like Me for the whole podcast. And yes, we've had Tulia, which is... A, a new kind of benchmark for you. Yeah, um, that's Merland is a is a is a very distinct. It falls into the category of man pain, although he is amplified by a female voice in the song as well. Let's examine our first example of man pain. Uh, this is coming to us from Estonia. Ooh, Estonia. Um, now, in the same year that Merlin participated, Estonia participated, um, also with a duet, Stig Rasta and Elina Born, Goodbye to Yesterday. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It did so well. Yes. It was fine. It's, it was good. It's okay. It's an, it, it, it was nice. I, I, I remember it. Mm-hmm. That's a big, you know, plus for them. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Uh, Stig Rasta has since... Uh, not been able to put his fucking pen down, and keeps writing songs for Estilal. Okay. He's not singing them. He did, he did sing one last year. It was awful. But he wrote one this year that someone else is singing, and it won. How was Estilal this He also year? wrote Play for Yuri Potsman, which I really liked, except it didn't do well. We've talked about it before. I'm still mad. Um, how was Estilal? Eh? Uh, oh. Not my favorite. Not my favorite. Um, Isn't it usually they've like changed, the best? I think they've changed producers since last year. Some rules have changed. It felt like there was not enough of the the good Estonian weirdness, or some of the weirder acts didn't go through. And I don't mean weird in the sense of kooky or wacky. I mean you know eccentric and 
the the indie vibes that you usually get from Estilal were a little bit subdued. And I, I mean, it has been said that after the more mainstream Estilal, this year's Eurovision actually kind of feels like a 41-song Estilal because there are a few... There are Stranger Things in, in here. here. Yeah, Stranger Things. But uh, Estilal was won by Viktor Krona, who's a fucking Swedish man. Um, Stop! With a song by Stig Rasta called Storm. Ooh. Such a dark and broody year, actually. Is it? It's a very goth year. Mm-hmm. And then we have Serhat, who, you know, brings out the sun. Absolutely. And shines it on us all. God, I love him so much. Speaking of storms, we were in New Orleans. Oh, fuck, yeah. I mean, we, the, we experienced the hardest st- storm we've ever That we have ever had. The people in New Orleans said, oh, this is normal. Um, uh, yeah, I was like, we're going to miss our flight. We're not going to be, no one is going to be able to drive in this. No planes are going to take off. So the weather had been really nice for, yeah, the week that we were there until there was one day that it rained a little bit in the morning when we went to the bayou and we were like, ah, the sun's not going to come out so we didn't see any alligators in the morning, but then we did see alligators in the afternoon when we went for a walk and it was lovely. That was was the only day that the weather was like, eh, but in the afternoon it was beautiful. It was gorgeous and it was still like, it was warm enough and sunny enough for the all of the alligators to come out. We yeah. saw like fifteen saw alligators. It was a really insane. good day for it. But it was still cold enough that there were no mosquitoes mm-hmm. in Louisiana, the bayou. So we I were was extremely lucky and happy about that. I was ecstatic at the end of the day. I yeah. Yeah, could that not was a really beautiful, beautiful it was day. A gorgeous day. However, the last day, um, when we went to uh, get our flight to fly to uh, San Antonio, Texas for our best friend James's wedding. My best friend's wedding. Um, like Julia Roberts. Like Julia Roberts. We were both Julia Roberts. We de- Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's no other way to describe it. As I we mean, were both... you were more Julia Roberts than I was because you were suddenly asked to be a groomsman. That's true. I mean, all I had to do was really stand there and wear a tuxedo. You had to pick up two lanterns, which all of the groomsmen were so, what so nervous did. about. I'm not, we're not even talking about, I was talking about the storm. Okay, let's go back to the storm. But yes, I was a groomsman at uh, our best friend James's wedding. Um, we went to pick out a tuxedo immediately because, you know, he had asked me at the last minute, right before we were leaving from New Orleans, he asked me, hey, do you have a tuxedo with you? I need another groomsman. I did not because, you know, you travel with limited suitcase space and an outfit you wear once. I'm not going to bring a tuxedo. I wasn't planning on that. So um, he did take us to a men's So he did take us to a men's warehouse to rent a tuxedo. First thing that happens as I walk in. <laughs> the, the best thing that happened to me in my life. The woman who works at the men's warehouse looks at us. James says, we're, getting a tu- we're here to get a tuxedo. She looks at me and says, for prom? James and I faded into the background, weeping with laughter. As Yerun just embarrassedly mumbled, I'm 27. (laughs) And that's the kind of thing that can break a man. You looked like you had been stuck in a dungeon for... 50 days and 50 nights like you were no apparently i didn't because i looked like i was 17 
Oh my god, baby. I mean, I you know, that's fair. You're you're a little baby face. I am very youthful. You really are. But our last day in New Orleans, uh, it was just raining and storming really hard, and we thought, yeah, we weren't going to be able to get out of there, and we were scared. Um, but as we just got an Uber that drove us to the airport, the driver was like, oh, yeah, this happens all the time. And we were like, if this happens all the time, build your houses to, like, accommodate this kind of weather. Because if this happens all the time and your houses are built like the one we stayed in, then, yeah, I'm not surprised that you have to rebuild them constantly. Yeah. These aren't... This isn't... What? Also, the way the the sidewalks the were... The sidewalk was just completely lopsided. Yeah, Very like, bizarre. build better infrastructure. What is wrong with you people? I'll tell you what's wrong with you people. There are 51 states in America, and they cannot take care of all of them. Least of all the ones where a bunch of black people live. There are 41 songs in Eurovision, and the reason we're talking about New Orleans is because this one is called Storm. It is by Viktor Kron, and it represents Estonia. A storm like this can break a man like this. Nice. And when it all comes A man down, like me, you yes! idiot. Is this music? Can break a man like me. What is your problem? No, it's excruciating. I can't believe it. I hate that he repeats it. kind of sucks uh -huh. but this man is so attractive but isn't he like really bland no i yes he's bland but he looks dumb enough to be I know. really I, hot i as soon as you as you as soon as you said three seconds in oh no he's hot i was like Wait, let me reevaluate if he actually is hot. And I was like, oh no, he is. But like, because he looks super dumb. Because he looks like an idiot. And I'm like, oh yes, I love morons. <laughs> I'm the exception that proves the rule. It's, yeah, it's absolutely true. I like either morons or like very smart men, but because very smart men usually really fucking suck as people. Mm -hmm. I'm not very smart. I'm a little dumb sometimes. You're a little dumb sometimes, but you're about as smart as I am. Give or take a couple of mm -hmm. things, you yes. know? We're so, equals. We're equals. That's what I'm saying. We're, we're equals. equals. We are equally dumb sometimes. I'm more willing to say dumb shit than you are. Sure. <laughs> I'm, we're both as dumb as the other, but I'm more willing to come out with my complete um, idiocy. Is it is it a matter of being willing, or is it just an accident? <laughs> anyway, this dude looks like he can hardly read, and I want to fuck him for it. <laughs> Here is the thing. The lyric... <laughs> The central lyric of the, the song. The central lyric of the song bothers me so much. A storm like this can break a man like this. That how can you even like sing that? 
without accidentally doing it right. That's what you I was thinking. The first three times up. I heard this, and I was trying to, like, I, I was getting it in my head, and I wasn't really listening, and I was like, yeah, it's me. It's got to be a man like me, because that's the only way it grammatically makes sense. If he says, a storm like this can break a man like this, then like this is the way in which he is broken. Grammatically, that's right. what that means. Yeah. That... A storm like this can break a man in the following fashion. Yeah. But it also, it doesn't flow correctly. You don't want to repeat it. You don't want to repeat it. I mean, you can repeat it for emphasis, but that's but not really what he's thing, doing. Because I feel like if it was me, then he couldn't follow it up with, and when it all calms down, we'll be safe and sound, because those two lines rhyme. But what that means is now he's rhyming this with this, which is also bad. If he said, mm. storm like this can break a man like me, then I feel like another line would also have to end on an E sound, maybe? No, I think you could still have the rhyme in So that there. one just doesn't rhyme then. Yeah. I, I think it's better if that one just doesn't rhyme. I, I agree. Yeah, it's, it, it can actually be A, B, C, C. That is an existent yeah, yeah no, for sure. Um, this song annoyed me so much for the longest time because yeah, I thought it was so boring. And for the longest time, I thought I wasn't going to come around to it. But, you know... Of course you did. At some time, sometime in the last week, I was like, hey, you know what? It's fine. No, it's really boring. Like, I know you have grown accustomed to it. Um, that doesn't mean it's fine. It's very boring. It, like, kind of slaps a little bit, but, like, in a way that a song in the background... At an H&M. Sure. Kinda... No, actually, H&M plays actual music. Yeah, though. apparently. I'm, I'm gonna bring it back to Uniqlo. This is like a Uniqlo song. Yeah, but sure. like one of the better ones that you look forward to when you have to be <laughs> yeah, okay, in Uniqlo okay. for eight hours at a time. <laughs> because you work there. Not because you like to spend your time there. Because no one likes to spend their time there. <laughs> it's a bad place to be in, but a good place to buy underwear. <laughs> Here's a hot take that I have not shared with anyone. Oh boy. I have been saving this hot take for the recording of this podcast because I want to know how you feel about this. Go ahead. Storm by Viktor Kron, written by Stig Rasta, not only exemplifies, but is about male privilege. Explain. Okay, so... Please, please explain to me your thesis, it is, professor. It is, I mean, it is about... It, it is, I think, this, I think this is the most masculine song that we have ever had at Eurovision. Oh my god, It is okay. about the male identity in so many different ways. Oh my god, I want to hear Not about this. mine personally, but about really shitty dudes. Oh, please, yes. Let me go through the lyrics for you. And I think this is about a man who is slowly coming to terms with the fact that he might be problematic. Oh no, okay. Oh, is it a storm like this? The hashtag Me Too movement could break a man like me who has done problematic shit. Right, so right. we're going from the start. All my life I've wondered why I keep fighting all the tides. I'm a guy. I always have to be right in a conversation. 
every time a woman tells me something, I have to fight it. Right, yeah. Every yeah. time anything happens, I'm not going to just accept the tr- I'm always going to be the devil's advocate in a conversation. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like my dad. I keep fighting all the tides for a million reasons that I find. I just always come up with some reason to disagree with someone. Of course, yeah. But I might, I might have been wrong. What? Yes. Was like, hey, a man who says he might have been wrong? Unprecedented. A historical occurrence. Second part of the first verse, uh, we're ignoring that. Um, it's an historical occurrence. Huh? It's an historical occurrence, not a historical occurrence. It is, because I'm blowing the H. Historical. It's not an historical occurrence. Historical. It's an historical Yeah, it's bullshit. I know that's bullshit, but, like, that's the rule. Okay, you know what else is the rule? (laughs) People are annoying when they correct your grammar. Yeah. Yeah. A storm like this, you said it. The The hashtag MeToo movement. Time's up. Enough. Any hashtag, any scandal that breaks out about, you know, men's behavior. Right. Could break a man like like this or like me. But yes. but whatever, like what happens here, the the calling out of men, that could break a man. Could break a man like this. That could like this. Oh like easily. This could end his career. Could end his career. But when it all calms down, we'll be safe and sound. No one will actually Exactly. What this means follow is follow through on the consequences. It Louis can take is back the in the longest fucking, fucking time. You can get called out, but most of the time you'll be fine in the end. Oh, yeah. Even if the sky falls down, we can turn it all around. We'll escape the darkest clouds and we'll be safe and sound. Because we're men, everything's going to work out fine Whatever. for us heinous aggregations they throw at us, we can still get cast as Grindelwald in The Crimes of Grindelwald. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No matter how horribly we've behaved, we can still be back in the comedy scene within a year. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, And you've just got, you've got a few egregious examples where everyone's like, let's single these, these men out and then, you know, they're the worst, so obviously, you know, they're, we're, they're out. They're out of the biz. Yeah. And then you can say, but I'm not, like, yeah, exactly. that horrible because, guy. Because it's, you've got to be that bad or it's still fine. Yeah. You'll escape the darkest clouds and you'll be safe and sad. Oh, no. But he's hot. I don't want... Now I'm like, oh, no. Now he's gross. <laughs> now, mind you. I don't think that's what the song is meant to be about. No, but now you made it about that, but, and I completely agree with but it, you. But it, it's, it's a good reading, though, it's isn't it? It's a really I, like, good reading. I, found my, I was very surprised when I realized, and I'm like, I'm going to have to let this stew for a few months to see if I still think about it the same way when <laughs> we record it, and I do. I still think it fits for most of the song. I well mean, it's, it's, it's a lot more about, you know, personal things that happen to you and whatever, but it's it's so vague in what actually it's about that it that you could hey, very man. easily project that onto it art right? is open to interpretation yeah exactly and i think i think that's this a... isn't not art but you know <laughs> <laughs> i've hit highs and i've hit lows but somewhere down the winding road it felt like i could lose it all oh but no but i might i might have been wrong because i ex- 
expose my penis to a woman in a locked room. Yeah. And she told people about it. What a bitch! Some, somewhere down this path, yes, I've done good things and bad things. And I felt like, hmm, maybe at one point I could lose everything I've built up. But, eh, nah, that's probably a stupid thing. I, I, I couldn't. I couldn't lose no, I'm a man. Oh, also then like halfway through a woman shows up in the song and she sings the bridge and then disappears. Just completely goes Mind you, actually she, apparently she is there near the start, just in the background. Yeah, yeah, I saw her like playing with her hair and I'm like, are they going to do something with staging? But then they didn't and I was like, was that woman just like absentmindedly playing with her Did hair? Did she accidentally stumble onto Did the she, stage? Yeah, was she... <laughs> And I don't, I don't quite know what the idea behind it is either. I don't know why, why she's there. Why she's there? Not that, like, you know, you know not that there needs to be a good reason, but yes, there, there does. Yes, I, there absolutely What's does. the story? It's bland. It rhymes this with this, and it shouldn't say this the second time. Um, that annoyed me so much. I've again grown used to the fact that that's just how it is. Um, sure. But I think that's still very bad. Um, so I still don't really like this, but it's competent enough. Sure. It's not bad, but it's bland. It is bland. He's just hot. He's not Mickey hot. He's not Sarah hot hot. No Sarah hot. No one is. Um, nice I want to slap his beautiful face. Mm -hmm. Like, really hard. Like a BDSM slap. Yeah, and I just think a dumb, good-looking guy who sings a really bland song, I have a feeling that's going to work well enough. I'm, I'm pretty weak. Yeah. I, I'm a pretty weak person. Yeah. But, like, if I was any weaker than I am, this would have worked on me. Mm, 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 mm. I'm still strong enough for this not to work on me. But, hey, you remember Amir from France. Okay, but that was a good song. But that was also, like, a good song. So? That was a better song. Anyway, next song. Um, what about the storm effect? Oh, I thought that was actually kind of well done. I it, thought that was neat. I mean, I think it's so fucking obvious i think that also kind of annoys me that it's so obvious that they cut to recorded footage and yeah so that he can is, pick up his guitar it's not so much because of that i mean it, it certainly helps it's just the transition is it's a it's a good idea it's a good effect um it's quite effective for being so simple um i just never like when you put in what is basically a pre-recorded sequence into your live performance i have an issue with that Sure. Because what you're doing is a live performance and you're like, you are still singing, we're still hearing you, and there is there is a skill involved in trying to match the mouth and match your intensity the way that it's been recorded. So that's, you know, that's still good. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to feel about it. Um, I thought it was pretty cool. I, I wasn't, like, blown away by it. Exactly, yeah. I mean, it's it's... It's kind of the central idea for the effect. Um, they're they're ironing out some kinks with it in rehearsals. It didn't quite go perfect, apparently. Is it allowed? Yeah, so I don't know exactly how they're doing it at actual at the actual song contest. I would think like pre-recorded stuff isn't isn't encouraged, but it's happened in the past. Um, 
Miracle by Romania did uh, have a sort of a sort of hologram of uh, Paolo Selling. Uh, hear them calling. Had Greta Salome uh, like in an effect fade away, um, and that was her pre-recorded. Um, so you know, there's there's a lot of the times there's visuals of people's faces on the screens, and those are pre-recorded. So I'm like, how different is that necessarily? It's it's different because all we're seeing on screen is pre-recorded video. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. There's there's probably some things you could you could you could write and say about that. I'm not a great fan of it. I'm not a fan of the song. Um, I think my reading is more interesting than the song itself. <laughs> yes, it absolutely is. But I think um, it's bland and inoffensive. Um, and usually I would hold that as a slight against it. But I think in the in the in the wacky field uh the wacky lineup that we have this can stand out depending on where it's put as a breath of like normalcy of really competent enough pop song in an avicii style um yeah that i think people some people will really like um and that's fine yeah i just hope this doesn't do like surprisingly well that's always the thing I'm worried about. Yeah, it, like, like, stuff it like really this, doesn't I'm like, what if need it to fucking do blows that. up? Like, ugh, no thank you. Yeah, if this is somehow like the favorite for all your rando casuals at the bar. Yeah. If at the bar this is like the one everyone's like, hell yeah, um, then I'm going to... Leave the bar. Tear out some throats. Remember last year, the... <laughs> fucking woman who cried at Germany's song. Well, now there was man pain. That was man pain. Man pain about, was... about a dad. Because daddy issues, now that is a prime, prime source of man pain. And I gotta tell you, we got some of that coming oh, up. Oh, we got daddy issues? But there are many different ways to deal with uh, daddy issues. And Michael Schulte's was... Um, like unwarranted pain for missing his dad and it just felt so extra it felt like pay attention to me i didn't like it um it's the weird like idolizing of your father that a lot of men do yes that is so strange because john mulaney said um if you're an adult man and you don't see any flaws in your father then you're a fucking crazy person right then you're a lunatic and you're wrong. I think also, yeah, that's the thing with, with idolizing your father is it doesn't have to always be the case, but there are some ideas about masculinity, I think, that, that go with that. Yeah. That that are also just really unfair to the mother. Especially in Michael Schulte's part, I was like, hey, could we, could you thank your mom? Could you just, yeah. Could you thank your mom, like... Once in the song. Because, I mean, no, she was a loving mom, according to him. But he made this place a home. So, I don't know what that's all about. Anyway, man pain. Our contestant for Italy, however, um, his name is Mahmoud. He has an Italian mother and an Egyptian father. Ooh, that's a good mix. But his father, Mm. well, he was absent. This is a song about an absent father. Oh no. The song is called Soldi, which means money. Ooh, okay. 
I think we should listen to it first before we uh, yeah. get any deeper into this. Because, like, Man Pain Daddy Issue songs can be very good or very bad, mm -hmm. so I'm not going to, like, make a judgment before I've heard it. So, this one is Italy's entry into Eurovision 2019. This is Mahmoud and Soldi. Non ho tempo per chiarire perché solo ora so cosa sei È difficile stare al mondo quando perdi l'orgoglio Ho capito in un secondo che tu da me Volevi solo soldi, soldi Come se avessi avuto soldi, soldi Prima mi parlavi fino a tardi, tardi I don't know the lyrics, of course, but this is a pretty good song. This is pretty decent. It drags a little bit. It feels longer. It's uh, than this it is the uh, this is the three minute and twenty second cut that we watched. Oh, okay. There's uh, twenty seconds cut off um, for the Eurovision version, so okay. it is slightly over three minutes. You can yeah, okay, you can kind I of can tell. It. Yeah, but. This is this is pretty good, isn't it? I love this song. Oh, do you? I love, 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 love this song. Oh! This is my second favorite song this year. Holy shit! Really now? Yes. Um, when this was performed in, in San Remo, um, it was the, um, I believe it was the last song on the first night that I watched. Um, might have been the first night in general. Um, and I was immediately incredibly surprised um because this just jumped out and we were like oh i i really like this one um but it didn't immediately connect with audiences and jurors um san remo lasts for a week yeah and so this had like momentum to build up so that by the end of the week um thanks to the press vote this got a huge push and won which was very surprising because it was sort of coming from an underdog position the whole time. It was just this guy singing an angry song um, in a not very typical Italian music style in a contest that is very much about, you know, Italian songs. It's, it's San Remo. There was then some, some pushback from uh, some right-wing Italian politicians because... <laughs> Is this the most beautiful Italian song? I don't think so. Which has the implication of he's not fully Italian also. Yikes. Um, which is a fucking bullshit thing to say. And regardless of all that, I, I liked this instantly. This instantly gripped me and it kept gripping me. It, I, it got stuck in my head immediately and it, um, yeah, still really like it. Okay. Okay. Gotta got come, come right out and say that. No. I think that's valid. I saw you during the song be a little bit nervous. Did you? When you're looking at me like, please like this, please <laughs> like this. You don't so have I to like kinda, it as much as I do. So I kind of guessed. Um, I don't think I like it as much as you do, but I completely like accept that you love this song. I'm, I am there with you. I'm like, yeah, I understand how this grips you here here's the thing because i think with my favorites this year they all have something in common and it is anger 
You are very angry as a person. I think it just. I think it's just a genuine fucking emotion. Anger is so hard to control, and being able to put it in a song where it is such controlled and focused anger with Hatrith Munsigra with Soldi, with both of those songs, I'm just like yes, fucking hone in on the exact thing that you're mad about. Yeah. Yes. I mean, my favorite thing in the whole world was born out of anger, and that's the entire Discworld book series. <laughs> Terry Pratchett was a very angry man and was able to direct that anger into making like the best books ever written. Yeah. Um, I get that. I think anger doesn't necessarily always grip me as much as desperation does sure. like Palitier is mm-hmm. like because I'm a, a very desperate Palitier person. is also very high up there because yeah again the emotion is so just real. so exact it's, it's yeah it's the exact emotion mm-hmm. hit me up with those lyrics so, though in periferia fa molto caldo mamma stai tranquillo sto arrivando means uh, it's really well, hot. I didn't even look at your computer. You just learned Italian for this song. It's really hot down in the suburbs, burbs. Uh, Mama, don't worry, I'm on my way home. You will be upset by a liar. It looked like love to you. It was something else. He's drinking champagne during Ramadan. On TV, they're airing Jackie Chan. He's smoking uh, the water pipe and asks me how I'm doing. He asks me, how are you? How are you? How are you? Come va, come va, come va. Right. You already know how... I am how I am how I am. Come back, come back, come back. I think faster trying to figure out if you're going to fool me tomorrow. I have no time to clear things up because finally I found out what you are. It hurts to be alive when you lose your pride and you leave home out of the blue. So tell me if you only cared about money, 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 as if you had any money. Tell me whether you miss me or you don't give a fuck. You used to ask me how I was doing, how I was doing, how I was doing. What you're supposed to say, you haven't said yet. Betrayal is a bullet in your chest. Keep all your compassion to yourself. You keep lying at home, but you know she knows. Sitting there, she'll be asking me how I'm doing, how I'm doing, how I'm doing. She already knows how things are going, how they're going, how they're going. I think faster trying to figure out if you're going to fool me tomorrow. I have no time to clear things up because I finally found out what you are. It hurts to be alive when you lose your pride. I figured it out in one second. You only wanted money, as if I had any money. Back then you would talk to me till late to ask me how I was doing, how things are going. And then the bridge is in Arabic, which means this is the first song to feature Arabic since Morocco's only entry wow. in 1980. That's actually really cool. Waladi, waladi, habibi ta'alina. That's, uh, habibi means darling, right? Um, so that's kind of a thing that his dad would have said to him, called him habibi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My son, my darling, come over here. Yeah. My my darling boy. You used to tell me that while playing uh, your games with pride. Uh, it felt so real to me. I didn't ask you for your money. There's a lot about all of that. Hey, <laughs> you know why I like this song? I I get I'm uh, I'm I'm uh you know. You leave the city I'm, without anyone knowing. I have knowing. an idea. Uh, is the last last part I also like is uh, you leave the city without anyone knowing. Yesterday you were here, and where are you now, Papa? You ask me how I'm doing, how I'm doing, doing. You already know how things are going, going, going. Papa Ute. Right. Also, 
a, also a song that I really like. Yeah. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. <laughs> oh. Hello. Hello. I mean, personally, yeah, that, no. this, this hits me. Um, <laughs> you, no, yeah, if they, you listen this... to the podcast, you know how mad I got at You Let Me Walk Alone um, for also personal reasons, because I, I just don't do well with people idolizing their fathers. Cause... Because of, uh, you know, the contents of this song. Yeah, because exactly, kind of exactly what he's singing about here. Um, I love this. Yeah, of course you fucking so, do. But without even knowing that that was what it was about, though, I didn't know that those were what the lyrics were until the third time I heard it and I looked it up. I was like, what is this about? I was like, you know, I knew that. I, I felt like I, I knew this what it. it was about. Yeah, you can feel it, though. There's just, a, it's an anger about abandonment and the feeling of like, I'm mad about it, but not because... I want you to be here. I'm, I'm mad about it because you fucking suck. I'm mad about it because you did it. Not because, like, because I wish I it wasn't that way. No, whatever. it's like, fuck you. And it's just, there's such good, good lines in there. It's, I came around to Italian so much since Occidentalis Karma because I realized, like, We also oh, went to Italy. This so fucking like... language is great. Yes, we went to Italy, and I loved it there. Um, but I used to be like, oh, fucking Italians, because of exactly what everything else in San Remo is. I'm watching San Remo and just thinking, I know these are all original songs, and they're all different, but how come I feel like I've heard this exact song five times tonight? <laughs> yeah. And then this comes in, and it's like, boom, Nothing like this is in there. Nothing like this is even in Eurovision. It is. It is rap Italian. without being like rap. But it's. It's. You know. It's Italian really lends itself well to rap. I even love the rhythm. It's so good. It's. Ah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, baby. <laughs> even lyric. Even like ignoring lyrically, I just think this sounds so good. It's got such good rhythm in the 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 rambling right before the chorus. The pienso più veloce per capire se domani tu mi fregherai you motherfucker. is so good. <laughs> I have it right <laughs> over here. I, I know. I've been trying to get the lines. I got I got Occidentalis Karma in my head most mostly yeah. figured out what the Italian was there. This is harder because the rhythm is just so crucial. Um but I I like it a lot. Of course you fucking do. Of course you do. And I, yeah, I completely get it. Yeah, I am not in the same situation as you or this dude, so I'm I'm not no, like, no, exactly. oh, this song is so about me, but I super, like, I get the emotion behind it, and it does hit. Like, it does really hit. It's very Papa Ute. Mm-hmm. It's Stromai. very yeah. Stromai. I mean, it's not Stromai, of course, but like... No, but it's got that same... Um... It's not the same genre quite, right? But but Stromae also has a, 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 a fury in, in Papa Ute, which is more like a, a desperation also in that, because yeah. it's really asking that question of where are you over and over again. Um, yeah, does he does say that in the end here, uh, mm-hmm. at the end of Soldi. Um, so that's, that's, it's definitely adjacent. It's a similar kind of song. Um, and I like both of those, yes, um, for, for personal reasons. But, I mean, they're also both just really good songs. Yeah, yeah, they are. I love Papa Ute, and I love this song. 
What I really like, um, and that's just going to be fun, um, is it is Ramadan while Eurovision's on. Yeah, that's the first time, though. And the line, I love the line, he's drinking, drinking champagne, champagne during, during Ramadan. Ramadan is a really, really good just line. Like... <laughs> I heard Ramadan in there and I was like, mm, I bet that's a good line. Right. <laughs> it's... <laughs> but him singing that line during Ramadan, I'm like... Oofa. Yeah, that's, that's a good. spicy meatball. It is Ramadan right now. Yeah. Man. Last year, there was this thing they did in the neighborhood mm-hmm. where um, you could sign up to, like, as white people, you could sign <laughs> yes. up to, to go uh-huh. to an iftar with a family in the neighbor, with a Muslim family in the neighborhood. And I really regretted not doing that so Mm -hmm. if you do that again this year i will sign up because i want to experience Uh that yeah i I get that good song (laughs) good song um yes and and um i understand the it not being like an instant thing of like oh yeah this is this is awesome because i don't know that i had that either i was just kind of it surprised me because i didn't expect this to be in there and and the thing with San Remo is the the press. A lot of those people are, are are younger and newer, and they're kind of bored of the Italian, like the the Italian classic style of music. Yeah, for sure. That's why they vote for something like this, um, because it's it's different and it yeah it's a it's a different way of fucking putting your emotion out there without doing like your very. Uh, your your long stretched out syllables, which is a typical Italian thing that I hate, <laughs> which is why I usually, I think in the past hated a lot of Italian music, is because what they do is these, you know what I'm saying? No. They do these, these long stretched out syllables. Like amore. Sure. Yeah. Kind of like that. Kind of like that. Okay, I get that. But even amore, it's like it's a big, <laughs> it's the big statement. So. I'm trying to think of an example. I don't know. I think I understand. I it's know like, what you mean. Uh, it's a holdover from the opera days. Yes, ish, and and I'm more I, into I, opera. I, no, but I like opera, so it's not really about that. I can't pull up a good example from anything recent. Um, so ignore me talking shit out of mine ass. <laughs> this is like one of the only songs where I think your opinion matters more than mine. So, we've had varying degrees of man pain so far. One, um, just just kind of defying uh, the, the concept of pain in and of itself, just shrugging off the pain, uh, being angry about the pain. Now, of course, we've got to be sad about the pain. We have to be sad about we the pain. We have to be sad. Is that the title of the song? The title of the song is not Be Sad. That would be... No, I would love good. that. That would be good. <laughs> love it. No, uh, the title of the song is... Our... I gotta go to the bathroom real quick. I'm sure, okay, but why I'm do that in the middle of a sentence? I'm sorry. That's... You were crying a little. I wasn't at all. Mm. I was not at all. Mm. No, this song is called Arcade. And it is coming to us from the Netherlands. Oh shit, we haven't done the Netherlands yet. Didn't get it. 
while I was saying that, I was reaching for a bug that was annoying me. Yeah, you were trying to grab it with your claw, like in an arcade. I didn't want to clap because I'm recording a podcast. You can only clap twice, and that is during Soldi. Um, God, what mess are the Netherlands sending this year? Um, well, why do you have to assume it's going to be a mess right away? Because it's the Netherlands. Okay, sure. Um, they are being represented by Duncan Lawrence. Yep. Yep. <laughs> of course they fucking are. Duncan? <sighs> Listen, I was born in this country, so I feel... Like, it is my holy right to shit all over it. <laughs> okay. Netherlands fucking suck no, you come guys. on. No, it's, like, there is such... It's so beautiful there. So many, like, little towns and little cities are just gorgeous uh-huh. and nice. And like, the people who come from there are great. But when you look at the country from a whole... <laughs> Sorry, the people who come from there are great? Huh, I have very good friends from the Netherlands. Oh, okay. The people who are, are who came from the Netherlands to Belgium are great. The people the, who are in the Netherlands aren't great. Oh, absolutely not. The people Listen, who we've had our issues with the Dutch, but the Dutch who live in Antwerp are very nice. Yeah, um, my ex girlfriend's Dutch, and she came from Amersfoort, which is just a beautiful city mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. crazy how nice it is there uh there's bikes everywhere it's great all of that but is lovely looking at the netherlands from the outside it's like seeing one of your friends deny their drug habit and you know it's not going well but you know you're not like their best friend so it's not your responsibility to say anything about it. And like, maybe they are already like internally struggling with it and trying to fix it. So you don't know the whole story, but you can tell they have a drug habit mm-hmm. and that they're not doing great. That's what the Netherlands is. And how? I don't know. How is that what the Netherlands is? It was uh, King's Day recently. Yes. And just seeing how the people in the Netherlands act during King's Day is enough. And, like, listen, things in Belgium aren't going great either. <laughs> you, can, you can look at a lot of countries and probably see some clowns. Exactly. Uh, but the clowns in the Netherlands are so exceptionally clownish. There are such great people in the Netherlands, remember Dowabop? Sure, yeah. Who, you know, still has a special place in my heart. Yeah, absolutely. Some of my best friends are Dutch, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Um. (laughs) But I have met some clowns. So I'm not particularly trusting in them sending something good to Eurovision. Because the Americanisms in, in the Netherlands are so embarrassing. Sure. Okay. The drug they're addicted to is Americana, and it is bad. We went to Texas, and we were like, oh, this is like the Netherlands. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is not. <laughs> oh, people wear cowboy hats here, just like in the Netherlands. Duncan, uh... 
first draws to attention um, on uh, the voice of Holland uh, was on Ilse de Lange's team. Ilse de Lange, who was part of the Common Linnets. Okay, cool. So the, the non Whalen part of the Common Linnets, so the good part. The good part of the Common Linnets. Um, she could have done that song by herself, and she might have even won Eurovision. Um, Fucking Whalen. And um, Duncan's been writing songs. He wrote this one, kept in touch with Ilse de Lange, um, and she heard it and said... I think you should send this in for Eurovision. Do you mind if I pass this on to you? Like, okay, right okay, people. okay, okay. So they, it has an endorsement from Ilse de Lange, um, but let's listen to what Duncan has to sing. Oh, he's very sad about it. If this is a country song, I'm going to shit myself like <laughs> in anger. I've had enough like Dutch solo acts. Let's find out uh, just how sad Duncan is. This is the Netherlands... Uh, with Duncan Lawrence and Arcade. If any Dutch people are listening to this, I'm sorry. I just don't trust y'all. <laughs> face don't you just don't i just have egg on my face you know that's what you get for bigotry <laughs> and folks we've all learned a lesson here today it never pays to be bigoted it's true this is a good song it slaps it's really nice sounding mm -hmm. it's aesthetic as fuck Kinda like Hozier-ish, yeah. I think. Snake me to snurch. Um, you know how people feel about Hozier. I know how people feel about Hozier. People really seem to like him. Yeah, is this gonna win? Are we going to Amsterdam next year? It's a possibility. Yeah, that's what I fucking... It's like, a... halfway through this song, I was like, Oh, Christ, this is it's gonna win, isn't it? It's a very real possibility. Yeah. This is just good enough. Like this is this is a very good song, well, but it's yeah. mainstream good. Right. I think it that's... is Florence and Hozier. Yeah, good. it's all of those things that are not quite mainstream pop. Um, that we we've talked about we it on previous episodes. Exactly like this, that yeah. is that's gonna connect to a lot of people. Um, I think the emotion is generic enough. To also come across to everyone without being completely like unapproachable because you don't know what's up. Yeah. Loving you is a losing game is a very simple concept. It's a very simple phrase, but it Yeah, it it, it works. And I would like to um, direct our audience uh, instead of listening to this song, why don't you listen to I Bet on Losing Dogs by Mitski? Oh, which is about sure. the same thing, and it is like for the, sure. It has made me like ugly cry every time I've mm -hmm. ever heard it. It is ugh, just thinking about it. I'm like, yeah, it's a very good song. Yeah, um, all the pennies in the slot. Yeah, see, I was just about to say because 
I like this song a lot, and I listen to it, and I every time I'm like, oh yeah, That's this is good. Line. And then it gets to the fucking second verse, and I'm just like, you know, there's one big, one big, big strike one. against this song, and it's how many pennies in the slot. Like, it's also oh not even pennies, because pennies are fucking worthless. It's quarters. Yeah. So, every time you go American, the Netherlands, you fucking, you fuck it up, and it's cringy. It's the kind of thing I can't stand. Um, I was thinking about it, because pennies are British too, right? Right. So, fine. But, but arcade is such arcade, an American Arcade, we don't thing. really have arcades. We have a Luna Park. Sure, okay. Um, but... It's things like, yeah, like, like saying pennies, or like saying inches when you're talking, you know, or like, yeah, like miles, saying miles away, whereas I'm like, bitch, I know you're, you're not, gonna, I know you're not going to say kilometers, because it doesn't really flow too well, but that's a kind of thing in songs in, in Europe that I'm always just like, always but bothers we, me. But we use the metric system, but we though. we use the metric system, But why would we say inches or yards? We use the metric system, though, fuck. <laughs> um, luckily it doesn't do that but I think how many pennies in the slot is arguably one of the worst lines I've this ever year, heard yeah. Um, I think it's it's yeah I think it's the line that bothers me the most in particular because it's in such a good song because it stands out in a song that other than that is really quite good this is a song about a guy who spent too much money on like overwatch um, yeah, my, um, microtransactions yeah, during, during the game. Yeah, <laughs> he got addicted to <laughs> to um, the loot boxes. Yeah, yeah, they banned him in Belgium. They I don't know if Belgium, they probably didn't ban him in Netherlands. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's gambling. It's gambling. Yes. God, that's annoying. I know it's really annoying because otherwise I would really just say this is gonna okay. win, and I like I wouldn't mind, but like it's not gonna be a, a problem for many other people. Um, it's just us the who problem are is, very it's, nitpicky about that shit. It's not, a, it's not a tremendously good metaphor in general. Small town boy in a big arcade. I'm like, nah, okay. But then to start... Small town boy is also such a fucking Americanism. Right. Yes. Okay. But I understand if you're writing, if you're writing lyrics in English, which is not in language that you... Yeah, you go Natively for the cliches. Speak. I understand going for cliches. I understand going for American things that you've heard in movies and other songs. If you I think about know. like small town boy, you think about yeah, like someone from the suburbs of Pittsburgh, not someone from Zwolle. <laughs> yeah, this is gonna win, and Belgium is gonna be salty about it. I don't know if we're gonna be salty. No, because we've been kind of going for this aesthetic a little bit the past couple of years. I mean, we might be annoyed at that because we're like, wait, this feels but like this, this is feels like Oscar like and the thing. Wolf. This or is like, Oscar and the Wolf. Like, That's our this thing. Feels like, this feels like Belgium's thing. Even it, even the Eurovision thing we've been doing is like, no, we've been doing this at Eurovision. Yeah, the, it's the, not fair for them to win with our aesthetic when they were trying to do country the whole time. Um, yeah, but like Ilsa Delano was obviously onto something. Uh, this this does have great potential. Um, also, great nudity. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. Love nice. that nudity. Um, were all the people on the hill were they also nude, like in Hereditary? <laughs> Spooky. <laughs> Is he the Antichrist? No, it wasn't the Antichrist in Hereditary. It was like 
a devil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good movie. It was just such a good movie. I'm still spooked by it. Here's the thing, also. Duncan is a really nice guy. Yeah, I fucking bet he is. He's not, like, an arrogant Dutch person. Who's named Duncan and is, like... Who because... says his name, like, Duncan. Which... Again, another cliche, another uh, pre- thing of prejudice about the Dutch is that they can be arrogant. It's true, but I, he's really, he's really nice. Uh, from what I've seen in interviews, he's he's just a he's just a dude. Um, he's just a guy, you and know? that endears me so much to him. So, and I can just imagine the situation in which he wrote how many pennies in the slot giving you up didn't take a lot. I'm like, ah, you dumb fuck. You sat there and wrote that line, and and you were probably very proud you were, of like, it. Like really satisfied with that, and yes, it's a decent rhyme and it fits with your metaphor. But you probably shouldn't have put it in there. But ah, you know, you wrote a song and it's really good, bud. I'm you, proud of you, buddy. I don't. It's weird because I'm like, he is, he is the obvious favorite to win. Is he? Yeah, he fucking is. It's, it's of a, course he it is. It is. If anything, it is a losing game for the Netherlands. The worst that can happen is they don't win it. Um, it, but this it, is definitely going to make top 10. It's set up for them to win. This should be a top 10 at the very least. I think I think it's... Oh, it would be so easy for us if they won, though. We can just take a train to Europe. That's the thing. Fuck. As much as I want to go to Reykjavik, as much as I'd like to go to San Marino, as much as I'd like to go to Valletta, any of these many places in, in, um, in Europe that haven't organized Eurovision ever... Um, well, Malta has organized the Junior Eurovision... Um, it's been it's been like forty four years for the Netherlands. So, what did they win with? Uh, Ding a dong. Not even like their best entry. No. Insane. They've had such good shit. The early the years were dominated by the Netherlands. They really got they really got like how some to of the be current. Best Dutch classics yeah, are from Eurovision. And if they're gonna win with something, I'm 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 okay with it being this because I do like it. I do like it. It's not my favorite song, but no. I understand and it, I really like it. Now you, I gotta tell you, this came out on, I think the same day that "Scream" by Sergey Lazarev came out. Fuck. So all in all, good day for getting Eurovision songs, but Sergey was completely overshadowed by this. Oh, no. All the conversation was about arcade. Oh, so that's I s- bet I bet Russia was mad about that. Presumably, um, so that's that's one sign that that this is definitely something that captures attention. It's good. It's good. It's a like, good song. It's, it, it, it's it's more than perfectly fine. It's it's quite good. I would say that I would accept this winning, but we, you and me, both know that I would not accept this winning. Because I will not accept anything but say na 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 win. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, Serhat has to win. Anything but Serhat winning is um, a loss. I will. I for one will not be voting for this because I think enough other people oh, will be know, voting for that. it. Oh, there's that. I like nothing. I'm right. not gonna vote for what I think is gonna win anyway. Because I, this is also not my favorite song. I kind of. I don't know if I. Of the two, like mainstream good songs so between Greece and this right. I don't know which one I like more mm. both are, are are like the same level I yeah. think um, I think I think a lot with this is gonna depend on um, what it draws in the final 
where it's going to perform, where they're going to yeah. put it. Um, if this is if this is in between some shitty but loud songs, right? It needs to be in between or after something that's it loud and be, not good. Yeah, it needs to be a breath of fresh air, and then everyone's gonna and then go everyone's nuts. gonna be like, "Holy shit, real music!" Everyone's gonna cream their jeans over thing. this. Um, He's also pretty easy on the eyes. He's nice to look at. He's a little pale, um, but he's nice. <laughs> is he? Is he pale? Is he sickly? But he's he's a friendly, Neighbor friendly people. skinny man. Yeah. Oh, I re- I I'm really attracted by like underwater shots where the eyes aren't like completely black. I think that's like a very hot look. Right. Interesting. Not not like the eyes are like demon whatever. No, like just because of the lighting underwater, uh-huh. the it doesn't look like he has um, irises. It's oh, just like yeah, a black yeah. dot. And I think that in combination with like the blue and the bubbles in the eyelashes and shit, that is no, very, that's a very beautiful very aesthetic good. to me. I um, think it's, it's a really good package. Um, I think I, I do, I do wish him luck. I, I would be very happy for the Netherlands and I would be happy because it's very nearby and it's, you know, real, going to be real easy to get there. Yeah. Um, so that would be extremely nice. I, I would be happy. There are other victories that would make me more ecstatic because at this point, this is the, the expected winner. Mm. And I don't, I don't mind. But I don't think it's, a, it's clear cut. I think... Because Serhat's going to win. Yes. Um, but because Please, it's guys. because it's a lot harder to predict. Everyone's um, there's a lot of different aesthetics yeah, going on. Exactly, and it's it's. I don't know what's going to connect the most uh, next Saturday. Probably this. Maybe, maybe. But good? also, like the production is is not perfect, so a lot of acts are struggling a little bit to get their desired effect, and it's yeah. Yesterday, you were glued to your phone. Uh, Twitter was a buzz. Twitter was a buzz uh, about, with how bad uh, all the work. camera work um, was. I, I find myself also disappointed. Mind you that at this point in rehearsal, I think every year there is that same conversation about oh, the cameras aren't good, and it's true. Um, I feel like the camera work in the past years, 2017 and last year, has also kind of had moments of like, please zoom in on the fucking stage. And then people are like, it's going to be better in the final performance. But I still had it during the actual show. Um, for me, um, and I know we didn't care for it, but like Stones by Zibs last year was the yeah. most egregious example of just like, please fucking show the people who are performing. Cause I, no, yeah, no, 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 I remember there's that. There's like a handful of moments when I could actually see her face. And I was just like, I can't, I, of course this isn't going to connect to anyone. You can't fucking see her. So I hope there's less of uh, less of all that. I hope they iron some things out. Um, I know a lot of delegations have been like kind of annoyed. It all remains to be seen. It's kind it's, it's, it's kind of exciting weird... and unpredictable. Um, and so even though we have a big favorite, I don't think it's clear cut. Yeah, I just think it's weird. No, just just like a last thing on the camera work and stuff that it really just looks like Israel is trying to flex on how big their arena is. Like that is something anyone cares about. Right. But that's something that a, a lot of the time does happen. Is like, look at how big this cool arena there's is. There's so like, much. No one. There's prestige cares? in 
you know, in, in hosting it and wanting to show that you did a good job of hosting it. But if you do a good job of hosting it, you should... People would fucking show up. You should let the acts, you know, make, make their good impression and make them look good. That would be good hosting. Um, show the arena in your, like, introductory shots. Show it in between the acts. Show it, like, right before the act starts. Show a big arena shot. Fine. That's really all you really need. And then sometimes cut wide, but don't cut to wide shots where I can barely see the artist. I'm just, I don't want that. Again, we haven't seen the actual show yet. Um, rehearsals is already going on, and who knows how reliable all the footage is right now. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I was on my phone uh, for a while there uh, to, to, to figure that out. Uh, while we were on our way back to the station, that is, because before that, I was. Completely engrossed. Completely engrossed. Benjamin engrossed by Chica. Oh my god, I love her so much. So we took a long, long train we ride. So, um, we were, it was like three hours. To go and meet and walk a very beautiful lady. Uh, a lovely little dog named Chica. Who took a walk with us and turned out to be very nice. The dog of our dreams. He is so fucking cute. And now we don't have... Speaking of losing dogs, Chica was a winner for in our eyes. She's an American Staffordshire Terrier, which means she's not allowed in France because they're dog racists. Um... Also, my family almost fucking disowned me <laughs> for, like, daring to, like, love a pit bull-adjacent dog. It's so insane. We're immediately being confronted by, like, heavy dog racism, <laughs> which is so crazy because we met this dog and it was literally the nicest yeah, dog we, I've we met ever the dog. met. We, we hung out with the dog. I feel like we know better what the dog's like. I'm gonna put her in like a little crown and I'm gonna get, buy her a nice pink blanket and like buy a nice like flower print scarf and then it's gonna be Christmas and we're gonna put like the little deer antlers on her. It's gonna be so good. She's gonna be so cute in our lives. Now because it's so far away, we, we couldn't get her immediately and because it's Eurovision next week, um... We can't make it there because we're going to be out on on Saturday, and so we can't get her before that. So um, there is like a, a so there's like a, a there's a chance. slim chance that if that that someone else will walk her and be able to place her faster. Um, so we're we're hoping, uh, f fingers crossed, knock on wood, um, that we that we get her uh, right after your revision uh, as soon as possible. Um, we will we, let you know because we love her so much. Uh, she's so much. she's a beautiful girl. Um, and and we we were afraid because we were like, what's the worst that could happen and what's the best that can happen? Because we've never had a dog. And then we met her and we we're like, I guess the best thing that could happen is that we're going to get this dog now. <laughs> yeah, um, but that's so still that was totally such worth a it. huge I mean, it the... commitment and it's going to cost us a lot of money. Yeah, well. Um, but it's worth it. Do it for her. So, you know, here's, um, you heard it here first, folks. We're expecting. We should have let, we should have... We should have, yeah, we should have led with, we're expecting a new addition to our family, made you all believe I was pregnant, but I don't think any of you would have bought it for a second. 
You've listened to Mira talk. <laughs> Don't. I can't have a child. What are you, crazy? But you can have... A dog. A dog, and you can have 41 children from 41 different countries in the Eurovision Song Contest. I do not want these children. <laughs> I do not want these children. And folks, the Eurovision is next week. Vote for your favorite children as they fight each other for who has the best song. Thank you for listening. Uh, you can follow 40 us... 40 children and one husband, Sarah. <laughs> You can follow us on Twitter, that is at Eurodivision. The podcast is on SoundCloud, on iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're listening on iTunes, why don't you leave a little review now that we're at the end of the show? Come on, do Come it. Come on, do it. Has anyone ever left an iTunes review? Apparently, yes. Really? Yeah, there's a few, uh, there, there, there were a few ratings, and I've, I've seen a few uh, reviews, but the way iTunes work, it's, it, it works, it's very hard to find them because they're like on the US page and on the UK page, and they're all like indifferent. So thank you to everyone who already left an iTunes uh, wow. review in the past years. Uh, thank you so much. It means a lot. It really does. That's actually... Oh, I thought you were going to say no, no one has ever done it, and we don't expect them to, but oh my god, that is, that is very nice. Thank you for listening, though. We will see you next time when we'll be listening to more songs from this year's Eurovision Song Contest. Good night, Europe. Good night, Europe. Good night, Sarah. Vote for Sarah.